There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. I guess this is kind of a bittersweet session for us. Truly. End of an era. End of season two. Should we just title this The End and see if that mm, yeah. bumps listenership? People are like, what the fuck happened? They're like, they're like gone too soon. Yeah. You know, un- unlike, unlike Jesus and Mero, unlike Town, we're not leaving. We're coming back. Yeah, what would the consumer, the, the what do you call it? The conspiracy mill drum up. I, I think they would say that, um, oh, <laughs> well, Brad left. <laughs> And we are That's what happened. Brad died on on stream. On Honestly, like, on stream. if I like, if we all if we all died mid pod, <laughs> that might be the most. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, if all three of us died at the same time, I wouldn't be unhappy. Brad, before Riverside asked you, um, what if we all died on pod <laughs> at the same time in real life? Maddie would come home. It would still be recording, and just yep. all three of us. The screens are just recording slumped over and there's yeah. no one on on uh in the frame Just recording three slumped over bodies yeah and we've got five hours and 24 minutes of silence <laughs> yes and then our families would be like you know what we have to release this we have to release it uncut yeah and it's just yeah. like six hours of it's, silence of us just it's what they would want dead silence the, un- <laughs> the uncut gem it, it, it might get us to the top of the charts <laughs> It would get us that uh, YouTube monetization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that is the, the final evolution of the YouTube algorithm fuckboys who are like, watch what happens when I die on this YouTube video. Yeah. On, <laughs> Just on, like, on camera. I think that's what people will assume For when sure. we say GGT episode number 40, the end. People will be like, they all died. They just died. They just it's like- on pod. It's like some people are are into mukbang, you know, looking watching people eat. You can just watch us die. There is a subreddit for that. Mukbang. I've um to ground this in a bit of like reality. I I've been having this conversation with people recently and I w- I want to get your takes on it. What do you think it would take for our society, American society, culture to normalize death a bit more to deal with death more as a subject because i don't think we do right like yeah. and it, it's kind of a it's it's oh it's weird and it's sad because it's like the the one the one absolute for everybody is that we die but nobody mm-hmm. talks about it it's the one thing that we don't talk about at least in this country so i'm curious what do you think it would take for us to start having a better relationship with death? Such a good question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, immediately my mind went to how profitable death is. Mm. There's a, there's an industry around death, like funerals and, and like the, the whole production of sending someone quote unquote home has like a, a price tag. It has a, a production value. It has, in some cultures, you know, it's 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 celebrated, totally. And when I say some cultures, I I mean like here in America because I, I know that's specific to your question. But like, <laughs> but, but before you before you ask this question, uh, I was listening to a podcast, uh, and someone was like, "When I die, just throw me in the trash, bro. Like I'm I'm not gonna be here. I don't care. Like this." Is, <laughs> the funeral, the, the the you know the celebration, yeah. it's for you, not me. I'm like throw me in a in a garbage can. It does not matter. Yeah, I'm out. Right. Um, right. 
But you know, like like the my initial thoughts went toward how profitable it is, but now like chewed on it a bit. It's like sad. It's something people want to savor, I think. Think about it, talk about it, feel it for a yeah. while after they after they've lost someone. And I guess that lends itself to like the the capitalistic part mm-hmm. of it. But that's uh, a really good point. I don't know if that answers your question. These are just some thoughts. I think for me I've 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 definitely read um from stoic authors and in stoicism uh like memento mori like remember death is mm-hmm. something that is mm-hmm. kind of an important guiding principle for how to live your life and it's like focusing on the fact that you will die everyone will die is important to to think about it's an important important thought especially like you said connor in our society where death is so often swept under the rug or it's just it's 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 a taboo subject that people don't want to face even though it is everyone's uh reality so Mm -hmm. i think it's important and i don't think it really matters if you have any sort of faith in any religion or not i mean it's it's like you said it's it's everyone's destiny Mm -hmm. it is funny and sad to me that it is again it is the absolute it is the it is the one certainty that we all fucking die and nobody talks about it until somebody in your circle dies and then you're like oh shit this happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. like fuck shit um yeah. right okay it's like you get the wind knocked out of you mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah, you're not ready for it because you're like this yes. doesn't happen and then it does yes. and you say i just saw them and yeah you know and it's a tricky balance i imagine because like you can't if you talk about death all the time, if you think about death all the time, then you're not enjoying the ride. You're not enjoying the movie that you're yeah. making. So there's a, I imagine there's a balance between enjoying what you have while you're here, but then also memento mori, which I think is a really good quote that you brought up. True. Remember death. Remember that you will die. And you know, since we're on the topic, I mean, we might as well just you know talk about it. Like, I know we don't have a say in how it happens, how we go out. I just hope it's while I'm asleep. Like, I just, I want to go to sleep, you know, and be like, all right, baby, I love you going to sleep. And then like, I wake up and I'm I'm in the next, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't want to know what happened. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to know that. Like, for example, when, when folks are on their deathbed, like people around them, when it happened, I don't want that. Let me go out in, in peace. Isn't that beautiful though? When you read about people that died in their sleep, they're like, "Oh, this this person, you know, whatever died peacefully peacefully in his sleep." I'm like, "That sounds awesome. That is beautiful." Sign me up. Yeah, there's no one around you. There wasn't like some terrible accident. Right. You just just went to sleep. I just went to sleep and woke up in the next phase of whatever whatever cycle of life I so happened to to you know gain awareness again in. Man, that's the dream. I did an interview with Cole Young a couple months ago, and I asked him how he wants to die, and he gave me the 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 funniest, the saddest, and the most appropriately Cole Young response you could possibly imagine. <laughs> he said that he wants to die of an accidental overdose in the crow's nest the week of the Masters tournament. As he's playing as an amateur <laughs> in the Masters. 
Wait, so he doesn't get to play? Like he dies before so he he's in it? He doesn't get to play. He doesn't <laughs> get to play. So so you know, do you know how like at the at the Masters they they have amateurs who play every year and they yep. stay they stay all at, the- at Augusta. They right. sleep. Yeah. They stay in the clubhouse. They stay in this little like apartment complex called the Crow's Nest. And he said that he would like to be invited to play the Masters, get there, go way too fucking hard, and accidentally <laughs> overdose and not <laughs> not get to play. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, maybe we should preface I, I this was... whole episode with a massive content warning. Yeah. For- all yeah, of, all yeah, yeah. of this, but um, I, w- I was going to say my 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 guess was so that he, so my funny. guess was that he was like trying to hit a one iron blade, <laughs> and he, but he was up against a tree, and the tr- and like his club breaks off in the tree and goes through his head, like through his eye socket and pierces his brain. Like that's how, like murdered murdered by, murdered by a one iron blade, murdered by the one thing that he has loved in this world. And and I only say that because I know someone that that happened to. Not I don't know the person. What? But I know I know someone that I grew up with. They, someone it was either they were related to them or they knew about it at the golf course. Some dude was swinging near a tree. His club broke off and it went through his head and he died. Just that died. is insane. Yep. Rest in peace to that I'm man. Speechless. Right. Yeah, That's all I can yeah. say. Uh, when yeah. when y'all do come to LA next, I'm taking you to Roosevelt, and on hole number six, it's a downhill par four. Very very thin window to hit through. To its to your immediate left off the tee box, there's a little plaque that says, "Here stood Sally J McGillicuddy, uh, and, like rest in peace." <laughs> Somebody was standing off to the, the left side of the tee box at Roosevelt. And their their friend hit the worst tee shot they've ever hit in their life. Because it ended one. A wicked hook. Yes. Damn. Oh, God. Took, took my man out. So, so that tee box, you just got to like, every time you go to, to hole number six at Roosevelt, you just got to, you know, pour one out. Oh, my. Uh, Someone got taken out in the, in the dome? Yeah. Golf is a contact sport. I've been telling people. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you have Damn. you seen anyone get hit by a golf ball? I've been hit by a golf ball. You've been ball. hit by a golf ball. I hit my neighbor with a golf ball. <laughs> no, Connor, you go first. Yeah, <laughs> you go first. Okay. I was I was caddying and I was on a tee box that was directly behind a green and elevated. And um I got hit on the fly by like a flushed seven iron like pure like fly oh. fly out of the rough no four call and, and i got hit on the back of the calf right on the oh. right on the ham hock yeah oh. and it it i went down i went i went down like i got hit by a sniper like yeah. I, I hit the deck because you because so you did hard. the golf ball is just a bigger bullet it is and it's a it's a it is a ballistic missile and the the sad part was that the guy who hit me never apologized he never like because okay so the ball hit me and it ran back down the hill and was just like on the fringe and so it was actually a pretty good shot all things considered and so the guy was hitting from below so he couldn't it was a blind shot right so he couldn't see that it had hit me he probably heard me um but so he just saw where the ball ended up I went down right as somebody that I was caddying for on the tee box was about to swing and it fucked him up completely. 
he like blew his shot into the mulch and um and there's this video of of a of a tennis tournament where a ball boy is like sprinting Dog. for the ball as a tennis player. Do you know yes. that video? Yes. And the yes. kid slams and hits his fucking face so hard, and the yep. tennis player turns around like, "What the fuck did you just like?" He's like, he has no sympathy in his eyes. He's just like, "You made noise while I was." It was like that exact moment, but like the golf equivalent. Oh of that. my and, god! And, but you just got your leg torqued off. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it was like it was like the beach on Saving Private Ryan. It was <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> my leg, <laughs> shrapnel everywhere. I was like asking, I was like, I was begging somebody to get me a cigarette. I was like, <laughs> I was like, please, shot of whiskey. Tell my mom, I love her. Give me my last rights, please, somebody. <laughs> The, probably the worst part was that you had to finish caddying that day. Yeah, I, I finished. Yeah. I finished the round and I was like... <laughs> On one leg. I was like 17 years old and I was like, this sucks. Oh my I hate God. this. <laughs> I bet you had- and of course, everyone, of course, all the other people around me, except for the only other caddy is just like indifferent that I just got taken out by a golf ball. My leg <laughs> They probably didn't exploded. believe you. <laughs> they, yeah because they no, probably no one saw it yeah because you had your back turned yeah. to it so like sad yeah i had my back turned and, yeah. and that that feeling like you said you felt like you got sniped that's what people who like tear their achilles say is like how yeah. how it feels like you got shot because you just feel yeah. like a pop and you, you don't shot. know where it came from like wait what yeah. was that me <laughs> Did I see myself? Why can I, I not walk checking anymore? My vitals. I was like, I was like checking all my extremities. I was like, am I good? Like, right. Is there a landmine on this golf course? <laughs> um, all right, Drew. What what happened with your neighbor? So I grew up in like the suburbs. So like a subdivision where all the houses are like back to back. So like my neighbor's yard, like was like the the people that were like kitty cornered us. Like we hung out all the time. So. I saw my my neighbor Matt was in his backyard and I was like chipping with my like sand wedge or whatever. I was like I was like, "Hey Matt, what up?" And I like just chipped it at him right in the right in the eye. Oh! And he and he literally like I was <laughs> we were I you know like I was just trying to I wasn't trying to hit him. I was just hitting it in his like yard it, at his him. general direction. Yeah. Right, right. I literally yeah, I, but he I know, was kind of a dick, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean. Um no, I, I wasn't trying. So I hit him right in the eye and he just drops. And we were probably like, I don't know, 12, 13. So I hit, I hit him like in the square in the eye and he just like falls on the ground and is like crying and he gets up and his like, like his hand is full of blood and he just like runs inside to his house. And I'm just like, I just killed Matt. Like, I I think he's like, he's like, I just blinded this man. So like, he just goes inside, like crying. He goes inside crying. And then I just like went back to my house because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going in there. <laughs> right. Um, oh but it ended God. up like I hit him like right here and he got stitches. Right, the but, orbital. You know, like any sort of like any sort of like facial wound is like very, there's a lot of blood. Right. But, but yeah, that kind of shook me though because I was like, oh shit, like I'd like almost yeah. like blinded a man like just for being stupid. So golf is dangerous, yo. <sighs> just don't hit a golf ball at someone's wow vicinity. Yeah. Have you ever seen it happen, Brad? Yeah. This, this, this is such a fun topic to me. I'm sorry. I love it. High school, uh, you know, dicking around with, our, with you know, the, the crew we usually went out with. Um, we have one lefty in the group. Oh, and, 
<laughs> and he's he's about to hit uh, a wedge on a par three for his his tee shot on the par three, and um, another friend is turning around, like turns his back to light a cigarette. So I mean, he's mind you, this lefty is the best golfer in our in our group. So like nobody thinks he's gonna hit mm-hmm. a bad shot. So his boy's mm-hmm. just standing off to the the side of the tee box, turn around to light a cigarette, like thinks nothing of it. And he he shanked it so bad, it just like oh god, like point blank range, <laughs> like 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 maybe maybe five feet, maybe five feet. Oh god! And it's a tee shot, so you know he's got a lot of uh, uh club head speed. So like the ball comes oh, off god, very hot, and um <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, I used to. This is this is very weird and a, a window into how younger Bradford thought and like was like attracted Uh-oh. to. Um, the the shape of the back of Michael Jordan's bald head. You know how, mm-hmm. how it has that little like hook yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. I wanted to shave my head so well, I had a back of a head not just like that. I got one of those. I can't wait. You got the hook. I used to call it my mogul. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta shave your head. I can't wait to shave. Let's see that mogul. See that mogul. Well, um, this person did not have a mogul. He had a, a regular size head until he got hit with, the, with that golf ball. <laughs> so, so he was like leaking from that spot, and you know we. Oh God! We were like, you know, not really hate, know what to do. Yeah. And he, and he, you know, he tried to thug it out. We got him some ice, you know, finished the round. And then we went out to lunch after. And when I tell you, uh, he was not with us. <laughs> he, he was not He's with like, us. Fellas, I think I need to go to a hospital. Mans was concussed. CTE is on the table for him. <laughs> Mans was concussed. He was seeing stars. Like somebody had to drive him home. Like, yo, bro, you're not driving. <laughs> We're taking you home. I can't believe he finished his round. He finished the round. I would have just laid. You don't look so good, man. You don't look great. You know, if he would have died in his sleep, it would have made sense. It would have. Last one, and then we can move on to something else. I almost domed up Eric Anders Lang with a golf ball. <laughs> oh, true story. Go, I, go, yes. go. He and I, and uh, Jason from Rada and some other dude, some like director or something. We're playing golf in LA at Olivas Links in uh I forget where it is, somewhere up north. North yeah, north, yeah, it's north Long Beach. <laughs> north, north, something Long like Beach, that. Yeah. <laughs> I hit a drive into the rough and it was it caught this weird like pocket lie where the ball was sort of in this, you know, little little like hole thing. And you both have seen me play golf. I like to take on weird shots and see what I can do with it. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. Eric is about 50 yards to the right of me and 20 yards ahead of me or something like that. I try to hit this little punch shot out of it and it sort of squibs like a, like a squib kick mm-hmm. out of that lie, like hit the ground and just started spinning hard and fast. Right. And it like, it, it was like shot tracer right at Eric's dome and I'm panicked like and and this is close as well like very very close range and he hits the deck like he just sees it in time and like 
slumps down, hits the deck, glasses fall off, <laughs> hat falls off, <laughs> and he's sat on the ground just like... <sighs> I have never heard this story. That is insane. And I was like, I almost killed somebody who people look up to. <laughs> that would have made you an assassin. When you great, it's not murder, it's yeah. assassination. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's manslaughter, dog. <laughs> Wait, I, I got one more. I got one more because it's All right, go, go, go. Uh, I almost took out uh, Matt Janella and Alan Shipnuck. At the same oh, time? Yeah. At the same time. Two birds, one golf ball? Yes, we were at two, the one one bullet, two bodies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the hundred hole hike at the Hay uh, in in uh, Pebble Beach, and their group was right ahead of ours. And the way the Hay sets up, they're all par threes. As long as you uh, hole in the course is like a hundred and three yards. Um, mm. So my tee shot is on this particular hole, 60-something yards, and Matt and Alan's group are right ahead of me, and their tee box is uh, about where you described Eric was standing for you. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed a lob wedge, you know, a little 60-degree. I was just going, you know, 60-yard chip shot. Um, Bunt one out there. But the tee boxes are turf, and it was wet, and oh, no. as soon as my club, as soon as the bounce hit the turf, it just hydroplane. Yep, hydroplane Ooh. right oh, at no. Matt Janella, who was taking a cell phone video of it. So, oh no! <laughs> he, oh, no. So he almost recorded his own murder. Yes, his own death. I mean, Exhibit A. <laughs> so, Matt, next time I see you, I got to get that video off you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Man, I mean, betwixt all of us, like we put together a pretty good hit team. Yeah, like Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Homicide Squad. Homicide, yeah. Homicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, Man, this we're is killers. Uh, this is sort of a bit unlike us. This has been a morbid start to this podcast, and we all have almost killed someone on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, damn. Truly, I'm so glad we haven't. Damn, same. That would really I suck. Know. Like, even if, uh, you know, in a, a jury of our peers were to find us not guilty of manslaughter, we'd still have to walk around with that. On paper. Yeah. You're, you're fucked. Still murderers. Yeah. My golf ball killed someone. That is, I mean, what do you do with that? Golf balls don't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> people kill people. Exactly. Hope you've enjoyed season two, Brad. As zoomies, yeah. we're talking about killing. <laughs> you know, maybe season three won't happen anymore. We're get, we're getting canceled. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, the online therapy platform that the three of us use. I use it religiously, and it's led to a great relationship with a therapist that I have from anywhere in the country. We love it because you can pick and choose someone just like dating, but even better since this is such a, a very personal time commitment and position that you're putting yourself in. And you can take 10% off your first month of therapy using our link. And if you use code GGT at checkout, that will activate that 10% off your first month, courtesy of Group Golf Therapy and BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash GGT for 10% off your first month of service. 
Hit them straight, mind your golf, and stay tuned for our BetterHelp moment of clarity later in this episode. I mean, yeah, this is the end, like, but the end, but also we're looking forward to next season. We're looking forward to more huggable hours. We're looking forward to more guests. We're looking forward to more events. We're looking forward to like so many things. So while, mm-hmm. while, you know, we're going to be taking a little break as we're going to, you know, recharge, we're going to be recording, we're going to be working behind the scenes. I mean, we, we done did it. We did season two. That's, That's what I can't meant. believe that this 20. is episode 40. 40. Yes. Let me ask you this, both of you this. What are some moments from this season that resonate with you? Stories that we heard or guests that we had on, things like that. Man, I, I want nothing more than for... <laughs> I just hope that Macklemore touched down in Atlanta before Thugger got Rico'd. That's I do, that's what I, I really I really think, hope. I think about that. I think about it all the time, Drew. It was very close timing. Oh like my we God. we recorded in I don't know, and it happened like three weeks later. It happened. Yes, I just like hope three he, weeks. he did it. I hope he did it. I hope I hope that we pushed him over the edge to hop on that PJ from Seattle to Atlanta. We should ask him. We should. Ask we should. Him. When's the we album should. coming out? We uh, that he, the single just single came just out. dropped. He got a number one. Man, chant the so, singles so, out. It's a singles banger. Out. Chant is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's bong. It bong. Yeah. Should we put that on the um, the walkout songs? Just like yeah, to honor yeah, our yeah, man, yeah. real quick. Yeah, we should for sure put that on there. Oops, I didn't mean to play it. Okay, that's going on the playlist. Is that is that podcast available to the public yet? Which one? The or is that the the walk up the walk up oh playlist, uh, oh, playlist. playlist yeah no or is that something that we're gonna Ooh, put on the website we're gonna put on the website yeah. nudge nudge yeah. wink wink and we can drop yeah, we're we gonna compile drop, them yeah we can drop it in in between seasons too yeah it's it's worth saying that um and we we touch on this a lot I feel like but it's worth reiterating that you know we we put out a weekly podcast which is already like substantial given that it's not our full-time jobs it's a it's a lot of work that goes into this but in addition to that so much goes on behind the scenes that doesn't ever see the light of day or doesn't register with audience so i'm proud of us and each of us individually for making it this far because it's it's really it gives me so much joy to spend these digital hours and certainly the huggable hours that we get to as a result of having created this podcast together it's it's a real treat. It is um, to date my life's work that I'm most proud of. I love you guys. I love that, and I love you. That was really, really sweet of you to say. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the fact that we all love each other and we love the conversations that we have with the three of us, with our guests. We love every single person that's reached out, or even those of you that haven't reached mm-hmm. out that have tapped in, like. You know, y'all, y'all make it possible. It's a true labor of love, and, and we love doing it. We do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a part of what we do during the break, like Connor said, doesn't get talked about or broadcast or posted because we want to continue making this show and making a podcast with uh, just three people that have never made a podcast before <laughs> is difficult when you're learning on the fly. 
So in order to continue our efforts, we need to bolster how we can approach doing the podcast, how we can make this thing more efficient, how we can offer y'all more products and and things for you to Mm -hmm. to click and listen to and watch and Mm -hmm. touch and wear and talk to your friends about. Okay. So and smell. And smell, baby. So what we're doing behind the scenes, y'all ain't got to worry about it till you got to worry about it. You feel me? We gotta reload the the arrows back in the quiver. Bars. Bars, yeah. That's what this is. We're not going away away. We're reloading. We're recharging, baby. I gotta sit on the charger overnight. Yeah. Like, like it, we're, you're like a, a Chevy. No, Volt. Like we're like a Tesla. We're a Tesla. We gotta recharge. Yeah, don't don't say we're we're, we're like not a Chevy. Well, we're a Tesla. No, we're a Cybertruck. We're a Cybertruck, baby. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Um, cool. What else, Drew? Drew, what else? Um, what else from this past season do you think about on the regular? Um, I I think about two things, and one was our conversation with Adam Grand Seal of the war on drugs mm. and the fact that, you know, he's a, a bona fide rock star. Like they sell out mm-hmm. arenas worldwide and we really didn't know much about him. Like we didn't really have any sort of connection to him other than the fact that Connor detective Connor figured out that he is a golfer due to his, his active listening skills while listening to the new, Mm -hmm. to a new album. And, you know, we were really lucky enough to get in touch with him and and do the pod. And it was just like, wow. Like I, like we just had a very like meaningful conversation with him. And that was, uh, that was really special because I, I had no, I didn't know what, what we're going to talk about. Like I didn't, you know, I thought we were Mm going to talk about golf and, and I know that we always bring out something in our guests, but, uh, what the reaction that we got from people and and the listens and, and the downloads and it's definitely one of our top episodes to date um you know shows that that uh that through line of golf is is really important to people inside or outside of golf and i would say mm-hmm. probably most of the people that are followers and fans of the war on drugs are not golfers uh or maybe they they don't have any sort of connection um and yet they still listen tapped in and and had some really nice things to say about that conversation. So that's one. Yeah. And um, the other one was that we had our first PGA Tour pro on the show, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Like we're, yeah. you know, super cool. We're two seasons in. We've had LPGA Tour players. We've had, and and Eric was, mm-hmm. Eric Van Royen was very gracious to to join us and another very meaningful conversation with him. And, and uh, yeah, I thought it was just really telling to to finally have, that feather in our cap of a of a PGA Tour player on a golf show. Yeah. On a non-PGA Tour centric podcast. Yeah. The only non-PGA Tour podcast, golf podcast. What about you Connor? What 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 uh what stands out? Yeah. Um in my mind there's there's four buckets of episodes that I think we bring to the table. One is what we're doing right now. It's just the three of us. We're shooting the shit. We're just talking about whatever's top of mind. We're, we're talking about a trip that one of us took a memorable experience that we had something like that. And those, those are really memorable for me because they mark moments in time. They're very like, they feel like chapter, very clear chapters in a book um, that we're Mm. writing. And I'd love those. Then there's the, the episodes where we're talking to people who work in the golf industry or golf adjacent and 
in that episode, we don't talk about golf, right? Like we what we bring to the show is we talk about how they're feeling, how they're doing. Then there's the episodes where we talk to people who aren't in the golf world, like Macklemore, like Adam from the war on drugs. And we do talk a lot about golf because like it's something different for them. We're giving something different to them in an interview format that they're not used to getting. We're not asking them about what their latest song means. And then the fourth bucket are episodes like the one we did with Milos, which is something altogether completely different. And we're talking about something so much bigger than golf, so much bigger than how we feel, how they feel. We're talking about something that, you know, we started this podcast talking about death. That episode was about somebody dealing with the their terminal illness and that is and how golf connected to their life and it's those types of episodes that you know you've you've never heard of this person before in your entire life but they can connect with you as a listener on a very human level and a very familiar level that i think is so rare to find but when you do find it it's so special so i'm really grateful for that one in particular yeah, man, I, I um, we started uploading our <laughs> podcasts, our conversations on YouTube for those of you that that like the video format. That option is now available to you. Um, and when I got to Milosh's episode, I posted it and list and unlisted it just so that I could share the link with him. And mm. it was a way for me to just check in and be like, hey. Tell me about Pinehurst. I hope it was everything. Also, I know now is round about the time you, you're starting your treatment. So yeah, wanted you to check this out. Wanted you to have that. Um, and I want to read you his email back, if that's okay. Give me one second. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I also um uh, fighting parking lot Wi-Fi. <laughs> Can you go, can everyone subscribe to our Patreon so Brad and Connor can afford better Wi-Fi? Please, please and thank you. AT and T ain't it? <laughs> please, sir. Please, sir. I'd like some more. <laughs> have some more bandwidth. Some more Wi-Fi, some more, please. Can I have? May I have some more bandwidth, please? Some more Wi-Fi. <laughs> In it. Okay, Milos writes, my boy. Thanks for checking in. Pinehurst was truly a unique experience they spoiled me rotten and i'm reliving those days these weeks chemo has been kicking my ass to the max biblical suffering but i gotta play the cards i was dealt let's get it much love milos wow man what a guy like (laughs) you know i should have said that milos was also one of my core memories from the show but i mean just the fact like terminally positive you know what i mean like he no matter what, like, oh, stage four, stage four again, like, you only have this much time to live. And it's like, oh, that was like two years ago. Isn't that ago. crazy? Like, what? You can't knock that man down. And uh, I just, I just want to bottle that up. That's how I felt reading that too. Yeah. Because, you know, I was hoping, you know, he'd, he'd write me back. I was sure that he would, but that kind of response, you know, just just simple and right to the point, just like how he described himself on the show you know he's like there's nothing nothing's off limit guys like i'm i'm good like i'll talk about whatever mm-hmm. like yeah 
y'all can ask me anything and I'll tell you. And that's the kind of email he wrote back. Chemo has been kicking my ass. Biblical suffering. Biblical suffering. But I, that's crazy. So, I mean, amidst all that pain and, and uncomfortability, he, he wrote me back. And my hope uh, is that he was able to rewatch and have some comfort, relive the, the memories with us. And, um, you know, maybe that that's a tailwind because I'm certainly I'm believing for you, bro. You got this, Milosh. Yeah. If this isn't ad enough, go listen to that episode and then listen to it again, mm-hmm. because there are yeah. there are things to be learned from that man that you don't access in most relationships. No. Right. Actually, that that answers your question, Connor, of at the top of the show. How can we bring death into the the mainstream of of a topic that we talk about? Just listen to Milos talk about death, and it'll <laughs> it'll true. it'll flip it'll flip your mindset of like anything you've got going on in your life right now. He'll make you feel better about that, and even if you have something bad going on in your life, he'll he'll turn that right around for you because this man's been dying for like five years, and he ain't dead yet. They can't no. keep him down. We love you, Milos. We'd love to play some golf with you someday. I can't wait to play golf with you two next. Soon. Me too. Is it time? So, I mean, looking forward to the future, we've got we've got plans to have some some in-person huggable hours, some some golf hours, some laughs, some drinks, some whatever. Some mm-hmm. some tickles about to get itched, I'll tell Oof. you what. Yes, sir. The itchiest tickles. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to the time when I can uh pick you both up from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's your love language, isn't it? It is. In driving throwing drew driving into to the LAX. Air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoist hoist our dad into hoist the air. Hoist away. <laughs> Blades of glory style. Um I just want to say Liz, I love you. Mm. We love you. And Enzo, the way you talked about that dog made me want to get a dog. Mm. And we are getting a dog. Very excited about that. Breaking news. Congratulations. I'm going to be hitting you up, Liz, for parenting tips because I don't know anybody that's loved their companion like you and Jacob did. Rest in peace to Enzo. Enzo forever. Enzo forever. Shout out Enzo. Everybody send some love Liz and Jacob's way today because they... Please do it. They need it. I've always wanted a golf dog. Mm. Yeah. You know? That would be nice. They got to be like a good like fetch dog. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Keep them entertained while you're playing. True. And I know a few people here that bring their dogs out and their dogs are like super solid. You know that that little toy with the uh the tennis ball with, yes. the, yeah, yeah. with the, the claw. The end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for people that, that can't throw. They go out? Yes. <laughs> but it's great for the golf course because you all right, I'm gonna hit this seven iron. Right. And I'm gonna flick the the ball, yeah. you know, forty yards closer to my shot. Right. So that I'm a, I'm gonna hit my shot, throw the ball, we're gonna walk up there. I know my dog's gonna come right back. Yeah. I yeah, want yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You can make that. You can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Just got to train them. I'm excited for you to make that happen. You're, you're going to make that happen. You're getting a golf dog. Yeah. Mandy just don't know it yet. Right, 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 right. She will say. <laughs> right. Honey, honey is about to be a golf dog. Honey is about to yes. air honey. 
Air hunting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can we can keep this pretty tight. I yeah. think. Um, what an end of a season. What a what a season altogether. I love you both truly from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy that we get to do this. I can't wait to get to do it more. For real. To another season. To another season. Cheers, govs. Revs. Cheers. I love you from the bottom of my butt. <laughs> <laughs>